You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? How's it going, man? Um, shouts to, you know, everyone in Florida, you know, who's been affected by the hurricane. You know, I hope everyone's safe out there and just be careful. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody, you know, whether you're in Florida or in the vicinity, nearby definitely plan prepare be very careful uh because yeah this is a pretty serious 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 hurricane so we'll get into that we're also joined by mr max muller how's it going max hey it's going good man i echo exactly what you guys have to say i hope everyone's doing good out there because that's that stuff's scary and ridiculous absolutely yes it is very scary and ridiculous um, and, and just to continue with that topic, I also want to introduce to the show Hurricane Irma, because this hurricane also has been causing me power issues. So I hope that I don't get cut uh, from this show because it happened prior to us trying to start initially. This is why the show is starting a little bit late. Uh, also, this is why Mr. Lugo was not here because he lives in Florida. So we hope that he and his family stay safe during this time. And like, like we've already said, if you live in Florida, make sure you stay indoors. Um, I also want to give a shout out to people out who have been affected all over. I know Damian was in the Virgin Islands. He said that they had massive damage. So I hope that his family is able to recover uh, as well. Cause yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So we definitely will send our well wishes to all, to all of you. Um, yeah. Also, if you're wondering why Dana's not here, she's at another event uh, related to TV and programming uh, upcoming shows. So maybe she'll talk about that on next week's show. But yeah, uh, today it'll be just us three, provided that uh, I don't lose my power again because it's already happened. So hopefully not. <laughs> All right. So there's quite a bit to get into this week. But before we do that, uh, obviously, we're going to talk about what we have been playing. So Max, how about you start us off and let us know what you've been playing? Well, this week has been all about Destiny 2. And I was telling this to Gary a bit earlier. It's um, I know that we were all pretty worried about the game and what it was going to turn out to be, but it turned out so far that it is exactly the game we wanted the first one to be and then some. I guess that always depends on your expectations, but my expectations for the first game were very high, and for this one, they were very low. So maybe that's not the best um, way to describe it, but so far, I've been overly satisfied with the game pretty much throughout. The story is leaps and bounds better than the first one. It actually exists, and I think that it stands up to games just like Halo and other sci-fi kind of epics out there. It's definitely... The missions are kind of a 
they kind of drag a little bit in the middle of the game, even though the story is very interesting. The actual gameplay and the missions, like the first mission is awesome, and the first few are pretty cool, but then after that it kind of drags, similar to the story missions in the first game, where you're just kind of doing stuff. And then um, the last few missions, like the last act of the game, is also just wonderful. The final boss is very, very cool. One of the coolest final bosses I've seen in a bit. Um, overall, very, very surprised with just all of the characters in the game are great. All of them. Even if you like them, dislike them. Some of them I think you're supposed to dislike, but they're all very well written and pretty hilarious. There's a lot of pretty smart, witty writing in there, which I was, again, very surprised by. Um in terms of everything after story, it's interesting because Destiny 2 kind of pushes you to do the entire story before you can really expand out into everything else. And from what I've been seeing, it took me around eight and a half uh, hours to beat it. But from what I've seen, some people are going from like eight to 12. I kind of rushed through it, though, just because I kind of wanted to get it done, even though I was enjoying it. But in terms of the other content in the game, from what I've experienced so far, it's great. You know, doing patrols and public events and all that sort of stuff is really cool. They've updated it so you can always see when public events are happening like you can even be on like earth and go check out a public event on another planet you can see a countdown as to when it's about to start and you can warp there it'll take you like 30 seconds and then you're there and you could start the public event you could just literally farm these things endlessly uh, there's a lot of side quests in the game which is also surprising also very well written stories like one of them i played i'm not going to spoil it but it felt like it could have been a main story mission and it was definitely more interesting in some of these um which was cool you know let's not knock on it and i haven't tried a whole lot of them but the ones that i've tried so far are very very cool um strikes are great except for one of them was kind of bland to me but the other three that i tried are awesome a very very cool story driven content taking place in very cool locations pvp has been pretty good so far um, I haven't played a whole lot of it, or I have, I've played a decent amount, but not as much as I'd like of PvP, but I've really started to get into the hang of things, and there's a lot of people that just aren't very good at Destiny 2 PvP right now, which is pretty funny, but what are you gonna do? Um, but overall, it's a game that I'm thoroughly enjoying, which, again, I was not expecting, uh, to enjoy this much. I expected to like it, get like 50 hours out of it, and be done, but honestly, I'm very tempted to get the expansion pack and continue playing this game for a long time like it's it's that good right now there are a lot of reused assets and like mission types and of course enemies which i'm still not entirely sure how to feel on because i know some people are saying don't look at this as necessarily destiny 2 look at this as the destiny that the first game was supposed to be which if you do look at that you can forgive them and be, you'll be a lot happier but i don't know i feel like they took a lot of shortcuts in certain spots which is it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just, I don't know. Well, we'll have to see. It's up to its up to you to decide how that affects you. But um, Mark just said it's not out yet. No, it's not on PC. Just not yet. <laughs> but um, overall, I really enjoy it. It's definitely worth a purchase. It's a must-buy if you liked the first game in any way, shape, or form. Even if you fell off after the first few expansions like I did, this game has more than enough to drag you back in and keep you happy. You know, it's it just throws so much at you it simplifies everything from the first game it really tells you what's going on and how to do certain things there's not a lot of confusion even in terms of like strange coins and infusing and all that kind of bs they added later on it's so much more simplified now it's really nice um there's a lot of like small quips in the game kind of referencing the first a lot of the mistakes they made which is kind of funny even though i think that's a bit too on the nose but um 
I think it's really funny um, for the most part. But no, overall, I really enjoy it. Really, really enjoy it. Okay, so I have a quick question that I have to ask, and hopefully we don't put you on the spot with this question, but uh, I'm very curious. Uh, now, would you say that, uh, where would you say Destiny 2 ranks on your list for Game of the Year thus far? Is it at the top of the list, at the middle of the list, or is it not even on the list? Uh, it's it's definitely lower down right now. Uh, I think part of that's also just because I kind of knew what to expect, you know, because it still is Destiny just good this time around so it's nothing like super innovative or anything like that it's just a really fun time and it's a game that i'm definitely just going to keep playing because i have friends that play it and i'm enjoying it but it's not like a like a must play experience for like any gamer but it's definitely a must buy for people who love destiny it's definitely a great game but it's no it's nowhere near game of the year for me no 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 okay well hey I do have a couple of things to say on Destiny 2, but we'll get to me. We'll get to my uh, thoughts a little bit later. Gary, let us know what you have been playing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this week, I've been playing the best online FPS game that you can get right now, and that's Overwatch. So yeah, of course, I've been playing Overwatch this week. Um, I've also been playing Uncharted: Lost Legacy. Um, I haven't beat that game yet, but, you know, I did get a bit further and I'm always like whenever I turn on an Uncharted game, I'm always impressed by like how good it looks. Like even yesterday I was playing it and my brother was here too. And like we were just like amazed at how good it looked and everything. So, yeah, Naughty Dog does a great job like with the texture detail in those games. And, you know, every time I turn it on, I'm impressed. Um, and I've also been playing some Persona 5 as well, just because um, I want to, like, even though I've beat the game, I still want to max max out all of my uh, character relationships and stuff like that, just because it's, like, so satisfying and you get to learn more about each character the more you progress with them and stuff. So, yeah, I've been replaying that a little bit as well. And that's pretty much it. Um, as for Destiny 2, you know, I'm still thinking about it. Um, I may end up getting it on PS4 soon. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still thinking about it, but um, I definitely want to get it on the P on the PC also when it comes out because I have, you know, a couple people that I want to play with, and I've already, I already kind of committed to playing with them when it comes out on the PC. So I have some. Uh, I have a hard decision to make on whether I'm going to get it on PS4 as well. And I've even been thinking about getting it on the PS4 and then trading it in when the PC version comes out. But uh, we'll see. I'm still thinking about it. But um, it's good to hear that, you know, Max is enjoying it and the story is, you know, um, far superior to the first game. So I'm glad, you know, that that they improved it at least. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. That's cool. It sounds good. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I believe a lot of people have already told you, Gary, you just need to go ahead and get Destiny 2 on PlayStation 4. I know Mr. Fergus Mills, who I actually saw last week during PAX West, said the same thing. So um, I'll be very curious to see how this story ends because it, it definitely will end at some point. And, and might I remind you that if you get it on PC, that's great. But uh, be aware that in a couple of days after that drops, 
Assassin's Creed Origins also drops. So you gonna have yeah. <laughs> very tough decisions to make um, next month. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a struggle. The struggle is real. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So as for what I've been playing, I also have been playing Destiny Two. I decided to get it on PlayStation Four because there's a lot of people that I know that have it on PlayStation Four. But I haven't really had too much time to really play it as of yet because, you know, I just recently reviewed Knack 2. The review is on the website. Um, I'll just say this real quick about Knack 2. Um, you know, a lot of times when the game comes out and you don't really play it, you think the game is garbage because you see the reception that it, it is getting. This is what I thought of the first Knack. Even though I never played that game, I looked at, oh, well, everyone said it's garbage. A lot of people didn't take it serious. So, and therefore, I was like, well, that's unfortunate. So, after playing that, too, and I see that there's a lot of things that are great about the game that they have improved upon. Uh, it, to me, that right there is is, is, is is the main reason why you shouldn't always listen to a, what a reviewer says about a game. Obviously, you know, if you have people that you are fans of their content, then then, you know, by all means, you can consider picking up a game, but the big lesson learned from this is, you know, don't listen to what a lot of these other sites say in regards to how they think about a certain game or a product or maybe even a, a form of entertainment. Because while some of them are correct in what they say, uh, other times they may not be uh, correct. Now, as I said in my review with NAC 2, the best thing about the game is the platforming, uh, the fact that the character changes in size, and the fact that it has the puzzle elements incorporated. Also, all of this stuff makes it makes it awesome, in my opinion. The story is uh, it's a little okay, um, not really excellent, but it's it's fun, you know. And again, for the intended uh, audience that uh, PlayStation wanted to go after with this title, I think they nailed it for the most part. So I was surprised with the game. Uh, you know, I did give it a 80 out of 100, so I thought it was pretty good. Um, can it be a little repetitive, fighting all these enemies? Absolutely. But it is a fighting game, a beat-em-up, to be exact. So I think you have to anticipate that this type of stuff is going to be in the game. But for what it's worth, a uh, pretty decent game. If there is one major criticism I have for PlayStation, it's that I feel they don't really put enough marketing behind some of these games that they have that are exclusives. Because I didn't see nothing for Knack. They had a trailer that went up, like a 30-second uh, trailer that could be considered a commercial that I saw on their YouTube. But I haven't seen them pushing these games. Um, and they've done, they've done the same for other games in the past. Until Dawn, that was another game where there wasn't really any real marketing behind the game that we saw. But then when the game came out, it was a success. So I hope that they actually consider marketing some of the other titles moving forward. Um, you don't need to market a title like God of War because everybody knows God of War, but for other games like Knack, which had a mixed perception the first time, I think it would help them to market this stuff moving forward. Uh, or just not to step in any title that's new and they want people to actually get invested into it. That is the only advice that I would give Sony, but the game is good. Um, it, it's good for what it is. Not for everybody, but again, if you just want a game, $40, that's going to take about 10 hours to play through. With puzzles, so on and so forth, then you can't go wrong picking up this game. Um, so, that's my thoughts on that too. Uh, let me jump back to Destiny 2 again. As I said, I didn't really play too much of it. It's, it's been a very busy week since I got back from PAX, which I'll also talk about in a little while. But, uh, yeah, what, what I played of Destiny 2 so far, the game is fun. 
Um, I did encounter a couple of issues with the story mode where, you know, I was on a couple of story missions and then of course, you know, connection was lost and, and actually when it, when it was lost, it went directly back to the PlayStation home screen. So I, I know that uh, Bungie is working on some patches. I would assume they're working on patches because there's a lot of issues people have been reporting. So I hope that they get that issue resolved moving forward. But for what it's worth, the game is good so far. As Max said, the story is definitely better because there actually is a story this time. Well, it actually feels like it's a story anyway. So it's definitely better, uh, improved, uh, based on what I have played so far. But again, I'm not really that far in the game because I've been playing a lot of other things in addition to this. But what I played so far, I'm very much interested in jumping back to finishing the story and seeing where everything goes from here on out. Um, if there was only one criticism that I could make in the story, uh, and I've spoken about this with Max as well as Tony Polanco off screen, that would be that I don't like how in, you know, obviously the first opening act, the very first chapter, you, of course, you, you, you lose the light power. And then right after that, in the second chapter, you get it back so quick. You know, I thought that, uh, that could have been a little bit longer, but obviously they did that so that. A lot of people really like the multiplayer and they want to be able to access that immediately. You can't access that right as soon as you start the game. You have to play up into a certain point of time for all that to be open. So I understand that they had to have that in there. But, it, you know, my perception is that losing the light is such a big deal. Uh, it probably should take a little bit of time for us to get it back. But they just rushed to that immediately with the second act. So it is what it is. Uh, again, it's not bad. But again, that's the only criticism that I would have based on what i played so far now obviously once i play more i'll have more thoughts on it but uh so far it's it's good it's definitely better it feels better than the first game so far so um i'll have more to say about that next week because i should get a little bit further i know mr lugo will have a review at some point next week so you guys can definitely look forward to that but uh yeah that's as far as destiny 2 that's that's my thoughts and the final game that I did get a chance to play, I did get a chance to play NBA 2K18, The Prelude, which is a demo that is available for free right now. Um, pretty much just allows you to start the My Career mode where you get to choose your player, you know, how they look. You know, they have a couple of options here or there. Um, you don't really do too much in terms of the customization yet because it feels like you'll be able to do more when you actually get the final game. But yeah, you know, all, all, all I did was I created my player. You know, they had a, a little tournament I had to play three games in. And then after that, you know, you get approached by, you know, you, you choose what your favorite team is. You then get approached by a someone who works on that staff of that team, and they give you a tryout to actually play on the team in the locker room. So, of course, I chose the Boston Celtics because, you know, I'm a Celtics fan. Um, and, and, and making that decision... Of course, I got to play uh, in, in the practice facility, you know, on, you know, with the Celtics. But then what happens after you play with the team, then you get a call from the agent says, oh, I have some big news for you. And then right at that point, that's when they cut off the, <laughs> the game and say, hey, you want to find out what happens? Well, now you need to pick up the final version of the game. So, you know, I give 2K credit for making it so that people will be interested in wanting to actually pick up the game. Uh, it does come out. Uh, for those that pre-order it next Friday, which is September 15th. And of course, if you don't pre-order it, it'll be out the following Tuesday. But uh, I give them credit. The game, so far, what I played was fun. Looks good. Um, 
I'm just curious to see what else the my career mode has to offer. And one thing I didn't like is, you know, that's all you play in my prelude. You're not playing any any games, so you can't play like an exhibition game against different teams. You can't do any of that. So obviously, still a lot more to see with NBA 2K18. But based on what I played so far, it's hey, I, I think it's pretty good so far. So looking forward to trying it out next week. Um, and I'm pretty sure I will give updates on that as well as Destiny 2. Um, the next time we record a show, but uh, I know that was quite a bit to talk about. So that is pretty much what we have been playing, though. <laughs> uh, Gary, you, you had uh, anything you was about to say? Oh no, I was just gonna say um, that's a lot. Oh yeah, that's man. A lot of good stuff there. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, everything is good. I mean, I didn't have any real issues with anything I played. So, and to, to just to know that the storm of games is coming uh it's 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 pretty crazy so um we'll see we'll see all right so um we're gonna go ahead and jump right into a couple of the main topics uh let's talk about let's address this topic first and then we can i'll talk about my pax west experience a little bit later so one of the big news stories this week had to do with uh south south park the fractured but whole and the fact that they released a video in which uh, pretty much, if you change the difficulty setting, uh, is based on the color of the character. I guess what well, you, you say the race or the color of the character. So in other words, if you change the color, if you change the character to a darker skin tone, it will make the difficulty uh, a lot harder for people. Uh, so I know when I saw this, I thought it was fantastic. It's a great idea, but we needed to discuss this. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on, you know, the fact that they implemented this, whether or not you think that there will be some backlash that they will receive, and just what are your overall thoughts on on them taking this particular approach with the with the game? So, uh, Max, how about you go first? Let me know your thoughts. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty spot on with the way South Park does things. Um, I think it's a bit ballsy, especially. Um, nowadays in the political climate we are in but um from what i know i think it doesn't make the combat or anything harder if i'm not mistaken correct it just means that people treat you differently and it's harder to do like the other things that happen in the game it's only the combat that's unchanged if i'm not mistaken um which is an interesting choice when it comes to game design but um i i think it's pretty (laughs) I just think it's pretty spot on for South Park. Like, I'm not too surprised by this sort of thing uh, when it comes to South Park. They kind of definitely stretch stretch the limits sometimes. Um, the reaction seems pretty good to it so far, though. I haven't really seen any negative reactions to it, but um, I could be I could be wrong on that. But that, I haven't seen any of them, which is interesting. Oh, no, I, I've seen a couple of people, their reaction is, man, that's an excellent idea. I wish that I could have thought about implementing that in my game. So, yeah, it's pretty positive. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Gary, so w- w- what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think it's genius um, and, you know, definitely, you know, accurate and everything. Um and yeah like max said you know this is pretty standard for the south park team and it's one of the things i I like about you know the south park creators because you know they're then they're not afraid to push people's buttons 
and also you know um use the ignorance of humanity you know and make a joke of it make light of it you know um that's just their style um i am concerned on the backlash on what the backlash will be because you know we live in um a climate right now where uh everyone has something to say everyone is an sjw you know um there's a lot of online fake activism going on and stuff so yeah I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the reception is going to be um you know based on it but i, I think it's cool like, i mean it fits the game you know it's, it's what south park is all about like and they're doing something smart and quirky and i think it fits and i think it's great i think it's like a great idea to be honest um let's just see if people are ready for it and you know if people are going to complain about it on a large scale but even if people do complain what i'm happy about is that i i, I think they're going to stand their ground i don't think they'll change the game you know because of the reception they the, the backlash they get from it and uh, that's what i like to see as well i like people to you know stick to their creations and their decisions you know like um especially when they're not actually doing anything wrong so yeah that's I, my thoughts on it i yeah you know i, I pretty much agree with the both of you uh, i think it's an excellent idea uh one thing that i that i would add is that you know they, they absolutely will be some backlash but uh Honestly, I, like you guys said, it fits the context of the show. It fits the, the guys and the way that they think about things creatively. So I don't have a problem with that. But there will be some backlash because even when I played the demo at E3, um, one scene that I'm pretty sure everybody has seen by now, you know, your character is a little kid. You know, they have the scene I play where you go into a strip club and you actually have to give a lap dance to a drunk guy as a little kid. And of course, you know, if you decide there is an option you have where you can fart on the guy while you're giving him the lap dance, which, uh, you know, pretty gross. But I can already see people being like, oh, offended because they're suggesting a little kid lap dancing on an adult. That's kind of creepy, creepy type of stuff. But there, there will be some backlash. But honestly, anyone who watches South Park, you already know this fits exactly what they do. They do this type of stuff and it's hilarious. So. I'm pretty sure that it, there will be some backlash, but I, I know these guys are not going to be bothered by any of that. I mean, this is the game they wanted to make, and I support it because, again, it's their own creative uh, vision for what they envision that the game is supposed to be. So I don't have a problem with any of this stuff. Um, and, 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 and it's going to be very interesting. You know, obviously, this is coming out in October. There's a lot of other games that are also coming out. Um, so I'm, I'll be very curious to see once they have the NPDs for October, which games are going to be at the top of the list, where this will fall on that list. Because, again, you have Shadow of War coming out, which is a game we're also going to talk about in a little while, as well as Wolfenstein and Mario, all coming out the same month. So um, I'm very curious to see where South Park falls on that list, if at all. But still, I applaud them for doing what they wanted to do. They didn't censor themselves. They didn't do anything. And, and I appreciate that. And I can't wait to pick up the game when it drops. So <laughs> that's all I was going to say on that. Um, I don't know if you yeah. guys had, had oh, go, go ahead, Gary. Yeah. I just wanted to say as well, um, like one of my favorite RPGs of all time is Dragon Age Origins. And in that game, um, you know, depending on which race and type of character you pick, 
people react to you differently in certain situations or they acknowledge you differently kind of thing you know depending on you know whether you're an elf or a human or whether you're a human that's um you know of a royal bloodline or you know you're you're some scrub or something like that you know like people react to you differently in the world um even though like a lot of the the um the end the ending of the conversations is the same but you know how they initially greet you changes and stuff so i would like to see more games like that because it's more realistic and it's what happens in you know society so i wish you know more games actually did what um fractured but whole is is doing in that regard i agree i agree 100 percent with that i agree i just feel like people are more likely to give this a pass because it's south park whereas if other games did this they would be a lot more uh hesitant to do so which sucks but that is the way that people tend to be nowadays because i agree i think that when games uh explore racism like properly uh it can actually be done really well and like teach you about like the wrongs of it which i think is really cool so it can definitely be done right but um in this case i think it's very very interesting that south park is doing this yeah like uh in the chat hibiki literally just said imagine gta doing this I think people would have a very different reaction if GTA did this. Oh, actually, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. The GTA crowd can be uh, pretty similar in ways. I think that the general public would freak out more if GTA did this, though. Yeah, I think uh, the general public would definitely freak out because GTA is always like the game that's targeted on a mainstream level when people want to bash video games and stuff like that. It's, It's one of those games. So people would probably say something about it, but I think people within the gaming community who already understand GTA probably wouldn't, um, you know, complain as much. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, hey, these are good points all across the board. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you, they, yeah, I think you, you make some very good points, Max. You know, the fact that this is South Park, you know, a lot of people will give it a pass. If it was another game now, though, oh, that's it. They would probably crucify that developer, the company, everything. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> but uh, either way, like I said, I- I'm looking forward to the game. I was already looking forward to it after playing it at E3, so I-, I can't wait to see what other crazy stuff they have in there. So, uh, yeah, any other thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next? I'm good. Yeah, I think we uh, covered everything. So, yeah. Okay, Gary. Um, I'm going to give you the floor now to talk about this uh, Shadow of War DLC controversy. Um, because because I, I know you have some of the facts. The, the only facts I know is that, you know, it's DLC controversy having to do with uh, one of the guys who was uh, one, a part of the team who passed away. I think he lost the battle to cancer. So they decided to immortalize him in the game as a character, but then they weren't clear exactly with where the proceeds of that particular DLC goes to. But that's all I know. But please elaborate more for those that, that might have missed the story when it happened. Yeah, so uh, the executive producer, um, you know, Michael Forgey, 
um, he unfortunately passed away. And, you know, they wanted to pay tribute to him in the game. Um, so they came up with this, um, you know, um, DLC character that's an orc that you can buy. And, you know, in the game, I think um, he, he assists you um, in certain fights and stuff like that. So they mentioned that, you know, um, all purchases of the DLC will, would be donated to, you know, the family and the fund and everything like that. Um, but what they didn't mention is that there were certain states where that wasn't applicable. And um, people online read the terms and conditions, um, I believe, and they found out that there were certain states where the actual um, purchase wouldn't go to the family of the deceased person. So, you know, people make it, made a big fuss about that, saying that, you know, Warner Brothers is trying to funnel that money, you know, back into, you know, the, the company and everything, and um, that, that they're using the death of someone to make profit, basically. Um, and, yeah, there was a few back and forth. I think um, Warner Brothers issued a very general response saying that they don't profit from any of the sales or something, but they, they were being very vague about it, basically, and they still didn't um, they didn't say where the actual money goes in those states. You know, they wasn't transparent about that. So, yeah, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding that and, um, you know, where that, where that money actually goes, you know, from people who buy the DLC in those states. So, yeah, what do you guys think of that? Because it's, it's a very sensitive issue. I think that um, this was something that was easily avoidable by WB because I guess you could say they were trying to do something good here, but they kind of screwed that up. Um, from what I can tell, they seem to have not had a lot of good PR regarding this game in general, even though the game is very awesome. Um, and the fact that they still haven't clarified what's happening with that money does definitely raise some questions. Um, I was just reading some of the comments on the Kotaku article that you shared, actually. And someone was saying, like, is this really an issue? I understand people wanting to make sure that a donation is a donation, but I think people are making a mountain out of a molehill here. And while I think that it's a bit more serious than that, I think that it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. I think the real issue here is what the person said in response to that was that there needs to be a lot of clarity when it comes to uh, charity donations and stuff like that. Because there has been, there's always some sort of confusion or like a scandal going on with charities, it seems. And this is just another case where it's like people are buying this DLC probably to donate to the family more than them because they want the DLC, you know, if they even want it at all. And the fact that Warner Bros. isn't being entirely clear with this is just really sketchy and makes you think that they are just up to something. And you know how corporate America can be. Like, <laughs> like that stuff's usually leaning more towards the bad side than the good side. You know, it's a lot of corrupt kind of stuff, which sucks. And honestly, I'd say that people who really want to donate to the family should just go donate to the family directly instead of um, buying some of the DLC, because some of that even still goes to Warner Bros. You know, Warner Bros. isn't pushing all of it towards that. They're only pushing some of the profits towards that and yeah i really wonder what it is with the states i don't know if it's like a law thing or something like that but i feel like if it really was something like that they could probably get around it i wonder if it's just they just 
no idea why they wouldn't be doing it in those specific states. That's really, really weird. <clears throat> yeah, that that was going to be a question I had. Like, are the the donation laws different in those states or something like that? But um, if that was the case, they could simply just be transparent about it and people would understand. Um, but the fact that they didn't even mention it at all, that's what really makes them seem extra suspect. Exactly. And since they followed up to saying that, oh, no, we're not going to take the uh, money. But that's it. Like, they didn't. Like, what? Where's it going then? It's just not going <laughs> to go anywhere? Like, you're not going to give it all to Steam. It's, I know that. Like, what? It's like they, they felt pressured into making a statement, but like they, they really didn't say anything at all. Exactly. Much. Exactly. And they did it on Twitter, too. They didn't even do it officially from what I could tell. Which, I guess Twitter is now official. Maybe maybe I'm wrong in that. Twitter is now seen as official when uh, accounts like that do that. Because I guess Trump does a lot of his stuff on Twitter, too. So I guess that's the world we live in. Uh-oh, be careful. <laughs> don't, 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 say, don't say that name. Be careful with that, with that name. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah. No, no. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, I know. <laughs> so, so, here's, so here's the thing. Um... I feel in a very in a very awkward position because I did see Shadow of War at PAX West. Um, I actually recorded some gameplay footage and I have been rendering out the video. Now, obviously, depending on if I still have power for the next 24 to 48 hours, you know, it will be on the site. It will be on the YouTube. Um, if not, it will come later in the week. But the thing about it is, yeah, the game is fantastic. So to now, now with all this other stuff going on with the PR... Uh, I think it's very unfortunate, but, you know, I, I did see that Mark mentioned in the chat that uh, the PR meltdown started when they delayed the game out of the August time that it was supposed to be out. I do agree with that because, you know, I was looking forward to playing that game in August. Now, it, it, obviously, the delay helped the game out more based on what I played and what I saw while I was at Patch West. The game, yeah, it looked like they needed the extra time to fine tune a lot of other things. So that, that's fine. But this issue with the executive producer, I feel, it, you know, I think that the idea to immortalize the character, the guy as a character, that's a great idea. But I, I feel like if you're going to do that, then all of the money needs to go to the family because Warner Brothers is already making a ton of money. Um, they have multiple versions of this game that people can buy if they want the regular, the silver or the gold edition. And some of these editions are up to $100. Plus, you have a collector's edition. I'm pretty sure people will still buy that stuff. But I, my thought is, you know, as far as the DLC is concerned, if you're going to make this DLC, and, and it's pretty much a DLC where the character will save you when you need it at the last minute, I think you, if you're going to do this, then yeah, all of the proceeds, and I mean all of the proceeds should go to his family because they're making money already from everything else. So I don't really understand, um, you know, I understand, you know, they released the message. They said, well, they're not going to take all the money and they do, didn't clarify that any, any further, which is, you know, they definitely should be more clear about what their intentions are. But I, I just think in the case of Warner Brothers, you know, they make so much money from so many other things. They have a lot of movies that came out. We were just talking about earlier that, uh, you know, it came out. Now, I know that this is the this is the, this is not the same division, obviously, because that's entertainment film. This is video games but Warner Brothers as a company makes a, a ton of money so I don't understand why uh, they need to profit off the DLC 
if it is for the executive producer, I, I would think that all of that money should go to the producer. But I, that's just my opinion because others may say, no, it needs to go to the developers also. Um, and in that case, you know, you could be right about both of those topics. But I, I just think it's it's unfortunate for them to have this issue because the, the delay was already a problem for a lot of people. So to now know that there's all this other stuff, you know, about the multiple editions and the fact that it's so expensive for all this other stuff. I, it, it, this is too much. Uh, and hopefully, I hope that, you know, they are able to clarify this later and let people know, well, this is actually all going to him. Uh, I know that there was a Kickstarter, I believe, that was also started for the family. And yeah, people should donate. I agree with what Max said. People should donate to that also if they want to to do that. But I, I just think Warner Brothers, when they made this decision, it, sh- it should have been about the fact that, well, this guy... He, he put all his time into helping making this game a success today. So we should do something for him, but we shouldn't need to profit off of that because the game itself is great. I think if they would have took taken the approach of just having all the money go towards the family, that may have made even more people want to buy the game itself um, for those that maybe have not been sold on it. But again, this is just my opinion, you know. Um, but what, what, what do you guys think? Because I think Gary, you was about to say something. <laughs> Yeah, what I would have done, the way I would have approached this if I was like Warner Brothers is because, you know, this guy has put in a lot of work for the company and he's made them money. So what I would have done is this, like, I would have said to, you know, people, we're releasing this DLC character, but it's, you know, completely free. So anyone who buys the, the game can download this character who's a tribute to, you know, the guy who died. And what they really should do is behind the scenes, like they should, well... They, they, they could say it to the public too but what they should do is um you know they should say that for for one month we're gonna give away like um 15 of all sales of the game to the family so you know however much they make you know in that month or you know whatever the period period may be we're gonna you know don- donate that money to them because um i think that would that was definitely that would be a better way to to handle it i think that um, that is a, that ends. is that, that that is a very very good point. I think I think Warner Brothers they need to reach out to you for advice on this stuff in the future. Uh, but in all seriousness, yeah, that would have been a great idea because again, the one aspect that I think you know we just said it and you said it and that really made me think even further. This is a guy that dedicated a lot of his time, most of the time dedicating it to working on this game instead of spending time with his family. So if anyone needs to be getting something from this, it should be the family because this is time that was taken away where he could have been spending with them working on this game. So I do. I, I, I Like I said, I hope that they clarify this a little bit later to really get into the, this stuff, because it is important uh, to make to state that. And also the perception among the among the audience, the fans, they need to know this stuff also. But yeah, as Max has said, well, we've all said the, the game is fantastic. So um. It's unfortunate to see this type of stuff going down, but uh, this should be stuff that Warner Brothers Brothers learns from because they had a great year so far this year. You know, Injustice 2, that has to be one of the best fighting games this year. So, again, this goes back to my whole theory of I don't understand why, you know, they need to profit off of that DLC for this particular character. I mean, they made a lot of money in a lot of of different ways. So, hopefully, um, they do clarify it and they do decide to give most of that money, if not all of it, to the family. 
I don't know how they're going to approach it now, but I'm pretty sure they're trying to think about different ways to do that based off of what has happened in, in the recent news. But we'll see what happens. Um, Max, did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, to add to the topic? Or are you good? Um, I think I'm good. I agree, though, that Jerry's suggestion would have been great because I think that people would have been... There definitely would have been those people who would have just bought the game, even if they were on the fence about it. They would have bought the game just to donate to that um, as well. You know what I mean? Even if they weren't going to play it for a long time or something like that, that's that'd be a really good idea just in general. It, and everyone would have won. Like Warner Bros., they would have gotten their boosted sales that they, you know, that they strive for. Um, but the thing is, a lot of that money would have went towards the family, which would have been really great. So everyone would have won there, and it would have been a lot better handled than this sort of situation and they could have really used to the good pr from what i've seen so oh well <laughs> hey he said oh well uh oh nothing we can do now <laughs> it's well sucks, hey listen but... it, 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 it is unfortunate but uh we'll see what comes from this but i, I will say i could definitely say again that the game is fantastic yeah um the, a character like the character that they made it, it, i think that is essential because uh, as when you when you you see the video that I made, you know I you know I, I did a pretty good job, but uh, eventually, you know, it gets to be very crazy going up against the, all these orcs. Uh, so you definitely want some characters to save you. That is a feature that is in the game. You are able to save some orcs. They'll return the favor later and save you. You'll see that in the video also because I did get saved. But uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that. Um, all of the confusion with how they handle that particular practice, but hopefully they learn from this. And uh, if they do provide more clarity later and they announce to say, well, yeah, all of the money is going to that and that'll be awesome. But we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> so any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic? I'm good. No, that's it. He said, no, that's it. That's it. Okay. So I probably should talk about this very quickly. Since uh, I know people wanted to know, I, I, obviously I wasn't on the show last week because I went to Seattle for PAX West 2017. This was the first PAX that I've been to in Seattle. So it was a very interesting experience. Um, I wanted to do a show earlier in the week uh, to just talk about, like, just to talk nothing about nothing but PAX West. But uh, I was unable to because I came back on Labor Day and I had to go to work the next day after that. So... My schedule has been a little crazy, uh, up and down, but um, I do want to definitely talk about PAX, the overall experience. I, I did want to ask Gary and Max, though, are there any particular questions that you have, and as well as those that may be watching live, do you have any specific questions you wanted to ask me about PAX West before I uh, talk into a few things that I played, so on and so forth? Uh, I mean, I, I've... I've asked you this anyway, but like, where would you rank it, you know, in terms of other events you've been to? So obviously like PAX East and E3 mm. and, you know, other and the indie event you went to and stuff like that. Like, where does PAX West rank and is it like, how does it compare to PAX East as well? Okay, so that's a good question. So PAX East, you know, that happens earlier in the year. Um it, it, one thing I will say right off the bat, you know, I, I believe that the whole culture behind PAX is that in, in the beginning, there were some games that got revealed at PAX or prior to PAX. And there was a lot of excitement because people, they will be very surprised when something gets announced. 
I know when we went to PAX East in the past, uh, that was the first opportunity to play The Last of Us. I believe, yeah, it was me, JJ, and a few others got a chance to play that. Yeah, you know, Anthony Frazier, when he was with the site at that time also. So there are some surprises that happen. And I do also recall another Rockstar game that I did play at PAX for the first time. It was Max Payne 3. Um, so, the, you know, the whole thing with PAX is that Sometimes there's a lot of stuff that gets revealed prior to the show and then you can play it. That seems to be going away to some extent. Uh, when I went to PAX South, one thing I did notice is that Gamescom, you know, Gamescom happened the week prior. And a lot of the stuff that I saw there, there was some stuff that was from Gamescom, where if there was like a new build that you can play of a particular game, it was there. It was the Gamescom demo version as opposed to uh, the E3 demo version. But then there was other stuff where it pretty much was stuff that was also from E3 also. Now, we went to E3 back in June. Um, so it's, it's, just a, it's just like a lot of that stuff, if you didn't go to E3, it's like you could have went to PAX and you could have gotten all the stuff that you didn't get at E3 pretty much at PAX. So to rank, uh, you know, if I was to rank everything as it is now, um, I would say PAX was okay. Um it didn't really feel like it was better than E3 because, again, E3, it, there's a lot more that you see at E3. Now, there were some games we saw we didn't get to play at E3. I will say, in terms of playing games, I played a hell of a lot more games at PAX West. Uh, I had a lot of appointments, which I also had at E3, but there was more games I actually was able to play. I know one game in particular that everybody was talking about that got announced at Gamescom, uh, Biomutant, I did get a chance to play that at PAX West, and that game was awesome. Uh, didn't get to play it at, at E3 because obviously it wasn't announced at that time. So it is some benefits to going to PAX West, but I would say if you go to E3 um, or if you go to Gamescom, uh, you don't really need to go to PAX. Uh, you know, PAX is only accessible for, that, for, for, for those types of things where it, it makes sense to go to if you're not going to any other conferences. So it's a great event for fans. Um, but if I was to rank it on a list based of every show that I've been to this year, uh, I would say uh, it's maybe middle middle of the road. Um, e three is still at the top of the list, even though the public was there, even though you know there was a lot of issues with uh, the way that they handled the show this year. The fact that I was able to spend time with you guys as well as other people that we are friends with in the industry, I think that made it a better event because of the community aspect of it. Um, and of course, the conferences, you know, being able to watch the Sony conference live, the Xbox conference, all of that stuff trumps anything that, that I can do with PAX. Uh, but with that said, the one great thing about PAX West uh, is that a lot of the appointments I had, they were off the floor. So I wasn't in a lot of those crowds. A lot of the people had stuff at hotels. And what you do learn in that experience is that there's a lot of games that you de they definitely should be played uh, in a much different environment. Uh, as opposed to on the floor where there's so much noise and so much crazy stuff going on. Uh, so like Shadow of War, for example, I did take a picture of that. I actually went to a workspace and played that, like a place that was off-site away from the convention center. Of course, they had food there. They had drinks there, so on and so forth. And then I just got to spend a good two hours actually playing the game, talking to, to one of the developers on the game. So it's a much more chill, relaxed environment as opposed to you know, having an appointment on the actual floor. Because at E3, we had a couple of appointments that were on the floor, and it's just so chaotic. 
Um, so it's just different aspects to it. But again, to get back to what you asked in the initial initially, yeah, uh, Pax West, um, it's still a good show. I would say it was maybe a little bit better than the East. Now I didn't go to Pax East this year, so I don't know how good that was in terms of that, but I would say Pax West, definitely one of the better shows that I've been to this year, but still I think E3 trumps that. And a lot of people told me at Pax West, you need to go to Gamescom. So I guess I need to make a plan to go to Gamescom in the future because everyone has been telling me Games Gamescom is the best show. Uh, obviously, public is there also, but they also have days specific for the media. So uh, that's something I definitely need to look into in the future. Uh, perhaps maybe next year. I don't know. We'll see what, what happens. But uh, it still was, was a good show for what it was. Um, so not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, were there any other questions? Well, hopefully I, I answered that question. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, you answered that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> What's your favorite game that you played? Or even didn't get to play, but like Saw? Man, that's a good question. That's a tough question. See, here's the thing. Initially, I had a discussion with you guys to tell you Biomutant is at the top of the list. But after spending some time with a few of the other games, okay, I'll narrow it down to... It's hard for me to choose one as the best game, but if I have to absolutely positively choose one as the best game... it really, it really has to be Shadow of War. You know, it's something about that game just going into it. I, you know, I played it at, at E3, and I, and I will say right now, now, first and foremost, let me clarify, I, I do know how to play video games. I know a lot of journalists out there don't know how to play video games to some extent. That's what the controversy is now. But that game is just so challenging uh, when you actually do the Forge Siege events. I know when they first revealed that footage, you look at that, you're like, oh, well, this looks easy. Like, I'll just run through a whole bunch of orcs, do this, that, or other. No, the game is, is very challenging when you get to that stuff. Um, and you have to constantly level up the characters, stuff like that. But just the spectacle of the war, they really captured that to a whole other level uh, in this particular game. You know, it was great in the last game, but this game, it just, it feels like it's, you know, you really, really got to be a badass to, to survive in that game. And as you guys will see in the footage, I did good up to, up until a certain point. But at, as I got deeper into it, uh, and and you know the enemies started to become because you know when you do a forge uh, attack siege, it's not like it's just like something where you could just do it real quick. A lot of things you have to worry about. So it was it, it was very challenging. But um, I say that's the, the was the best game because it, it felt like the experience. You know, I enjoyed the the last. Shadow of War game, well, Middle Earth game. Uh, so um, this feels like it's a lot more of that, but also there's other things that they've added to improve it. There's like stuff where you you get orcs on your team, you can also heal them as they because because you know once an orc takes a amount of damage, they start bleeding out. You can heal them and then continue. They will continue to to work with you. Like I said earlier, they also save you when you are like you know, about to really get killed, there may, there may be something that will save you, and then you can promote them to become your bodyguard, stuff like that. But then they also have this thing with the flying dragons, where you can now control a dragon, jump onto the dragon, and then just fly into a territory and just burn all the enemies right right below you. That stuff was awesome. Um, and really, you know, it feels like, even though I spent two, two hours with the demo, really only scratching the surface of the game. So, 
I think that definitely would be the game I enjoyed the most, just from the gameplay perspective. Um, I don't really know any too much about what the story will entail with the sequel, because it wasn't really like a sequel. It was just like I got a chance to do like the Forge battle. But the game is fantastic. Um, that's why I feel bad about the controversy we've already discussed. But uh, we'll see where it goes with that. In terms of uh, some other games I enjoyed, like I said, Biomutant was great. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, you know, I'm a huge Wolfenstein fan. Um, the demo I played was essentially the same demo that, that there was gameplay footage of before where you start out in the wheelchair and you're trying to escape the facility. Um, so that was relatively short, but it was still great, satisfying. Um, oh yeah, Gary will like this. I also got to play the Dissidia Final Fantasy game and, you know, I, I will just say this now. I've always criticized Final Fantasy because I've never had a chance to really try out the games. Um, I still need to try out 15. I still need to try out all the other games. But I will say the Final Fantasy, the city of the fighting game was a lot of fun. It was, it, I mean, it was it was a ton of fun. Um, that made that, that that's a game that I definitely am interested in picking up now, uh, only because. Even though I've never played any of the Final Fantasy games, when you see these characters that you've seen multiple times, because I know Gary always talks about lightning, uh, all these other characters, when you see them and you see them in this context, you're like, hey, okay, so now I'm really trying to find out why is it that people love Final Fantasy? Why is it that Gary loves lightning? And I got, I got, a, I got a taste of that with that demo, and it, it's very satisfying. So um, very curious to see more of the game. Um, I know JJ mentioned on the last show he was in the beta, experienced some lag. I didn't experience any lag uh, when I played. Um, and I was playing the game at one of the hotels they had in the nearby area. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good game. Good game. Uh, and as for any other games that uh, might have stood out to me, well, there's, there's, there's a ton of games. I mean, I'm still writing previews for, for, for everything. But in terms of the games I enjoyed the most, that is the gist of what I enjoyed the most thus far. Uh, but there's plenty of other games that were also great. So um, definitely look forward to a lot of those thoughts, um, previews throughout the week, starting tomorrow, because I do have some stuff I'm working on. But again, it all depends if I will still have power, which I think I should be okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but with any other questions about Pax West that you guys had, no, it sounds excellent. Like, seems like you got to play a lot of games, which is good, because um, the thing people don't always understand when you go to events, like, you don't always get to play, like, every single game that you want to play, because, you know, you, you have to deal with queues, and, of course, we, we have our own schedules and everything like that, so it can be hard to actually fit, you know, fit in games that you want to play. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like you got to play, you know, quite a few different things, which is good. Yeah, uh, it, it pretty much. Uh, let me just take a, a few quick minutes. I'll, I'll run down everything that I did play for those that may be curious. Now, the first appointment I had when I went in there Friday, I did get to see Ubisoft. I had an appointment at a, a hotel, once again, away from the convention center. Got a chance to play some more Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, and the game looks fantastic. I'm going to just say this right now. There's been a quote out there that the Xbox One X version is the most beautiful version of the game. Uh, I would have to agree with that quote from what I've seen so far because the, the game looks fantastic. Now, I haven't seen it on PS4, 
I haven't seen it on the Pro and I haven't seen it on PC. I still think the PC version will look the best. But that Xbox One X version, that 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 looked it looked fantastic. And of course, I was playing it on a 4K monitor, so it looked even a little, little bit even better. But yeah, it was it was the Gamescom demo. Uh, so it's a little different from the demo that you and I played, Gary, at E3. Um, but it, it it had to deal with more of the investigation, like you know you're able to investigate different places and figure out what happened. So I did see that you know a lot of people look at what other developers are doing, how they handle these the different types of things. Because I know in Batman they have that investigation thing also. This is just done a little bit differently, but it, it's the same concept where you piecing together what happened and then you have different conversations. So I did a little bit of that. I did some combat. So but the game was fun. That was great. I also got to play more Far Cry uh, 5. It was essentially the same demo I played at, at E3, but now I got a chance to actually try out fishing in the game for the first time. And that was pretty funny because it's actually challenging to do that in the game. Uh, but I did get a chance to try that out. And I also got to play The Crew 2. The Crew 2 was also fun. The fact that you can just switch in between different things that you're using, whether you want to use a truck, now you want to fly a plane, now you want to fly a boat or ride a boat. That that was awesome, uh, the way that they in, incorporate that system in there. It's very seamless and easy. So uh, that was a good experience. Uh, there are videos that I recorded for these that you will see at some point on the YouTube. So you will get some coverage on that also soon. Uh, like I said, it's just a lot of stuff that we're working on. But I did get to play that. Uh, another game I got to play was uh, Gravel, a game that was created by uh, Milestone. These guys have worked on a couple other racing games. That was pretty cool. Square Enix game, like an off-road racing game, pretty much arcade style, not really like those simulation games like Forza and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. So that was a good game. Um, I did get to see Planet of the Apes, and I did get a chance to actually play that. Now, I can't say anything about that yet. I'm just letting you know that I am able to say that I will have coverage on that game September 19th. That's when the embargo lifts, so look forward to that. But I just will say right now, anyone that has been looking forward to a Planet of the Apes game, I think you will very much enjoy this game uh, because of the way that the, develop the, the developers actually approach the game. It's a very good concept. Um, and that game is coming out this year. It will be out, I believe, in November or December. The date, the release date is not known yet, but I was told it is coming out this year. So definitely look forward to more on that soon. Um, aside from that, I mentioned Final Fantasy, I mentioned, uh, Shadow of War. I did get a chance to interview Suda51 about the upcoming No More Heroes game. That interview is on the site, so if you haven't had a chance to check it out, definitely check it out. But that was an awesome interview, just having a chance to talk with him, again, at a hotel. This wasn't on the floor, you know, that's, that's the hotel stuff, I'm telling you, that's the way to go with these appointments. Um, aside from that... I did mention Biomutant. Uh, I did mention, um, I think I pretty much mentioned almost everything. I played a couple of indie games that you guys will hear some more information about uh, soon. So, um, oh, that's oh, good because yeah. Mark asked about that. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. So, yeah, I, okay, good, 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 good question. Um, I played this game called We the Revolution. Uh, it's made by a Polish studio, it's an indie game. And pretty much you play as a judge who basically has to determine whether or not, you know, you want to arrest certain people or you let them go free. Uh, and basically the actions that you dictate uh, pretty much do 
in the actual courtroom also impacts your personal life at home with your family. So that that game, the concept is is fantastic. The way that they actually put it together is still early in development um, because there hasn't really been too much about it. There was a teaser trailer that, that went out a couple of uh, weeks ago. But the concept behind the game is fantastic. Uh, it's a game that's going to be coming to everything uh, sometime in 2018. It's it's not nowhere near released, but what I saw of that, it has a unique art style. You'll hear something about that also in the future because uh, I am working with them to do other coverage also. Um, and what else am I missing? Um, oh, yeah, I have to say this. I obviously got to play... Uh, Mario Odyssey. Um, have a preview on the site right now. Uh, as I said in that preview, I didn't spend a lot of time with the game, but what I can tell you right now is if you have a Nintendo Switch, this should, this should be no doubt in your mind. This is a game that you need to buy because I feel like even if you don't have a Switch, this is a reason to get it. The game is fantastic. You know, like I said, I only played a little bit of it, but the controls, everything that I played of that game, it made me feel how when I was a kid and I was playing Nintendo games and when I got to play a Mario game for the first time and I thought, well, this is awesome. This is exactly the same feeling I had when I played this game. So uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. And, and no, Nintendo is not paying me to say any of this stuff. You know, we work with Nintendo in the past. We do review stuff from time to time, but Nintendo is a very hard company to uh, always get a lot of opportunities to do stuff with. So getting an opportunity to actually look at this game and write about it was, was awesome. So, but I definitely say it's a game that if you are, have a Switch, this is a day one purchase. There's no, no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. You know the type of quality that Nintendo puts out whenever they do Mario games in general. So you should already know what to expect. But um, definitely wanted to mention that because that definitely was another game I would put in my top five that I enjoyed the most at the show. But uh, worth checking out. And um, what else? What else? What else? I think that's pretty much it. It's, I, I played a lot of other games. Um, stuff that I'm still working on and writing stuff for. So, I don't, I, you know, some stuff I, I feel like you, I definitely want to talk about a little bit more. But it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of games to, go, to, to try and cover. The stuff I mentioned was the things that I enjoyed the most. Uh, not to say I didn't enjoy the other stuff. The other stuff was good, too. But just the whole idea of being in Seattle for the first time was awesome. Um, definitely an event that I plan to go to in the future uh, again. But uh, it's an awesome show pretty much overall. There was a couple of events that I did get to go to off-site also because they did have a Life, Life, uh, Life is Strange party that I went to. That was pretty interesting. Um, it was a launch party for the, the game that they just released. That was cool. But um, overall, it's a nice little chill show. Uh, you know, if you ever get a chance to go to PAX West, I would say definitely check it out. See, let me know what you think after you've had a chance to check it out. But um, overall, a lot of a lot of good games to check out. Uh, one thing I did want to say real, real quick, and then we can uh, wrap up unless you guys have any other questions. Um. There, like I said before, there wasn't really any major reveals at the show this year. I know in the past, PAX shows have had major reveals. Uh, for the Sony and Microsoft, because uh, I actually went to their booths at this event, Sony, you know, they had pretty much what you would expect. You know, Uncharted, 
you know, and then of course they had Gran Turismo, and they pretty much had a lot of the stuff that we already saw at E3. You know, the the, 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 the Detroit demo was there that we saw at E3, um, just stuff like that. Microsoft, pretty much the same too. You know, they had a major emphasis on, you know, of course Forza was there, uh, Shadow of War was playable there also, so on and so forth. Um, the one thing I will say though is a lot of people. I mean, a ton of people, which were the line for Sea of Thieves was absolutely insane. Now, I've said before on this show that um, I'm not really sold on that game yet. I haven't had a chance to play it. I didn't play it at PAX because I had appointments. I wasn't going to wait in line when I know I had an appointment to go to for something else. Now, maybe I will have uh, some thoughts on the game in the future after I've had a chance to play it. But a lot of people are very high on that game. So I hope it does well for Rare. I hope it does well for Xbox One X. Um, I am, I'm not particularly sold on it, but that doesn't mean that a lot of people aren't sold on it. So I do give Microsoft credit that they do have something coming that people are looking forward to. Uh, Cuphead was there also, but not really that many people were playing that. The majority were all playing Sea of Thieves, though. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, but... That pretty much concludes everything that I was going to say as far as what I played at, at PAX West. Uh, I don't know if there was any other questions about the PAX West, PAX West ex- experience, uh, so on and so, so forth. Feel free to let me know. Oh, no. I just want to say thanks for the in-depth, you know, um, review <laughs> of PAX West. And, um, you know, people don't they don't understand the work that goes into attending these events. You know, it's not all like you know pleasure a lot of work and dedication goes into covering these shows so i uh, just want to give uh, my respect to you for covering oh. the show and and you was alone as well you was like the only person from coalition well, so yeah. well hey th- thank you for that th- thank you very much for that yeah i did now that you mentioned that, i did want to say yeah that's um a lot of people just so they clarify i know we go to these events uh you know, a lot. some people go to an event and they see a game and that's it. But they don't really do any coverage afterwards. Maybe they sometimes get uh, swamped. Um, so when I went to it this time for this event, you know, it's like, I mean, the developers, when they invite somebody to an event, they are taking their time to say, well, they want this person to come. But they're still expecting you to do something in return, whether you actually write about the game or talk about the game as I'm doing on podcasts. And believe me, I still have a lot that I'm writing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, people need to understand that when we see this stuff. Uh, there is an expectation that we are going to cover it uh, afterwards. It's not where you just go to an event and then that's it. You know, no, that that is that that's part of the whole thing where you of you getting the invite in the first place. So um, I'm glad that I was able to go. Uh, obviously, being the only one that did go to the show, it's a ton of content. I'll be very busy with some awesome stuff, but. It definitely was worth it because, you know, we, we like to give you guys updates on the games that are coming out, the games we think are going to be great. And, you know, we appreciate the support. So, like I said, if there's any game that you do hear about uh, moving forward that you want us to check out and we, ha- we happen to be going to an event, definitely let us know and we will make sure we do our part to, to get that information. Um, I do know the next event that we are trying to go to is PSX. So far, I believe uh, me, Tony, Tatiana, um, and JJ, we're all going to that event. So if you do think of something you want us to try and cover, now I can't tell you for sure we may be successful because some stuff may not be at the show. Like God of War, 
I expect that to be at PSX because the game is coming out before E3 next year. So it has to have some type of presence at the show. Um, but anything outside of that, let us know whether you can leave a comment, whether it's on the actual post on the website or on YouTube. Just let us know and we'll do our best to cover the game as best as we can possible. But we do appreciate the continued support. And as long as we have the support, we will continue to do a good job making sure that we cover stuff for all of you. But yeah, yeah. Definitely check out PAX West in the future if you're interested. It, it still is a fun, fun, fun trip. Good time. So that's all I was going to say. But uh, Max, any any final thoughts? Any final questions about PAX West? Or uh, are you good to move on to our next topic? Um, so you said you got to try out the X a little bit, right? With Assassin's yeah. Creed? Yes, sir. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you have, did you get to try it enough to have any like concrete thoughts on the X or anything like that? Aside from oh. it looking really pretty in Assassin's Creed? Well, well, well yeah, that, that's a good question. In terms of the X itself, um, I mean, it, it felt pretty much like, like the Xbox is now, you know, of course the controller does the, you know, the controls are designed a little bit differently. I believe they had a, a bit of a smaller controller that was very comfortable. Uh, but the system itself, I didn't notice any performance hiccups uh, when I was playing the game. Um, the main thing is it it, 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 it looked really good, but I, I don't really know if, uh, you know, I believe that, that the, the TV also plays a part in that experience. I know Microsoft, they will not say, you know, that the TV is important also, but I believe the TV is important. But the game looked fantastic. It run very quickly. It wasn't loud. One thing I did notice, you know, and I, I have to give Microsoft credit on that, you know, Systems haven't been loud. You know, I know the original Xbox One, not really too loud either, but it has its moments where it gets ridiculously loud. With what I saw in Play of the X, it, it wasn't loud at all. Um, it was definitely smaller, you know, because everyone was talking about the size. I never saw the size when we were at E3 earlier this year, but I saw it now and I was like, you know, yeah, that, that is impressive that they put, fit all that into that that, that small console. Um, so... It, Overall, I thought the system was great. Uh, if I could say one thing, you know, I know that there was a dashboard update recently that they released. Uh, I don't know if you have got a chance to, to get that update yet, but I, I really like the update updated dashboard. It's a lot simpler. The design is a little bit more cleaner. Um, and that made me think instantly when I saw that. I was like, you know, this could be convincing to some people who were going to get an X because it just feels like it's a lot more different, a lot more streamlined. Um, I don't know, but I don't think that dashboard would be enough to tell someone what well, now you need to get an X. I mean, I don't know about that um, because it comes down to the games. But the system overall is is great. You know, I don't have any complaints about it yet. But again, I probably need to spend more time with it because I've only spent um, about maybe 45 minutes with it. Uh, obviously, a couple of days and I would have more thoughts. So. In the future, I'll definitely have more to say on the X because I, I may still get it, you know, specifically so I can see what the difference is, you know, and to see what how games are looking, so on and so forth. But what I played so far, it's I don't have any complaints. It, it's it's great. The only complaint is where are the games at, and I need to know about more games coming to it. You know, I believe uh, we're going to talk about Battlegrounds here shortly, but Battlegrounds is a good game, you know. But um, I need I need more options besides that, and Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, which is a game that I'm sure you will be pre-ordering day one, Max. Correct? 
Nah. <laughs> Actually, it looks okay, but no, I'm probably not going to be playing it. <laughs> uh, uh, well, eh, well, we'll see. But no, the, the X is good. What I played so far of it is good. I, I definitely need more time with it to uh, put it through its paces and see how it performs. But Assassin's Creed, I, I, I totally see why Microsoft is taking the approach of marketing Assassin's Creed in Shadow of War uh, because both of these are major titles coming out this year. And their Assassin's Creed really looks good on the X. Now, I haven't seen how it looks on the other consoles yet or PC. Um, that's to be determined. But uh, so far, what I've seen with it being on the X, it, it looks fantastic. So I applaud the decision to market that game. But at the same time, Microsoft, we still need to see more exclusives. No, not the, the third-party stuff. You know, third-party stuff is good, too. Um, but I need to see more exclusives in, in general. But good system so far. So uh, any any other questions about uh, PAX West before we uh, move on to the next topic? I think I'm good. Yeah, awesome. I'm good. Awesome. So for those that uh, thought that conversation went on a little bit too long, hey, tell you, man, I, I was there for about three, three and a half days, so I wanted to make sure I at least spoke a lot more about the overall experience. So, uh, yeah, as I said, definitely look forward to some previews because there's a lot of stuff I'm still writing. So uh, look look for that this week. So uh, the next topic we're going to jump into, um, this is about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, and I believe that there was a story that came out that uh, the game has now hit uh, 10 million in sales um, on PC and 1 million active users on Steam. Is that correct, Gary? Yeah, well, over 1 million. But oh. um, yeah, oh. it's, yeah it, 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 that's a big deal because like usually when you get, uh, when, when an online game comes out, um, obviously like the first week, there's going to be a lot of people playing. But then there's always some drop-off after that. And this game has been out for a while now, and it's still able to maintain, you know, a high level of active users. So that's, you know, a, a big deal still. Sounds like Overwatch. Uh-oh. Yeah, that too. Exactly. So so, so, your, your, so your, your question is, do we think it will have the same uh, effect on, on the Xbox platform? Um I would like to answer that question first. Uh, I would say yes. And the reason I would say yes is because what else are people going to play on the Xbox One X this holiday season? Um, Assassin's Ouch. Creed. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not a criticism. It's just this, this, is, this, 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 is, this is keeping it real for people. Assassin's Creed Origins is a single player game. Uh, the same goes for Shadow of War, unless there's some multiplayer stuff that I that I don't know about that may be getting announced. Um, so multiplayer is going to be big on Xbox One X, uh, I guess, for those that, um, well, it, it, well, even if people just get on the regular Xbox, I mean, multiplayer is going to be is going to be huge. Um, now, you ask the question, does it have a, a, a chance to to be to have the same reaction? It, it does. Um, but again, it all depends if it actually is going to come out this holiday season because they said late fall 2017. They never said a release date when this is coming out. So it may come out past the launch of the X. And I think Microsoft is going to try to get it to time with the launch because, I mean, I think that would be a smart move on their behalf, even though it's coming out to Xbox One also. Uh, but I, I think it has a chance to 
to still have a huge audience. Uh, the big question is going to be, though, when it actually comes out. You know, we know Call of Duty is going to be out. And even though Call of Duty is a game that uh, is on PlayStation as well, um, that game, a lot, a lot of people are going to pick it up on Xbox. Uh, so it, 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 I guess it depends when it comes out. The timing is everything. If it comes out on November 7th, that'll be great for Microsoft. If it comes out a little bit later, I mean, it'll still be good. Uh, but I, I think uh, if I was them, I would try to get that out as, you know, as soon as possible to coincide with that launch. So then you can take advantage of more people who may want to get the system because of this game. Because they'll be like, well, the game is coming out on Xbox One, but it doesn't have any enhancements with the Xbox One X. Yeah, it, it possibly does. So, yeah, I think I'll get an Xbox One X for that. That's what I would think. But um, I think it's possible. Uh, because I really can't think of any other game Microsoft is going to release that's going to be like a major, major top seller this holiday season. Super Lucky's Tale? I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, listen, somebody out there is going to want to play that. You know, Max downplayed it and said, no, I'm not going to pre-order that. Well, he may change his mind in a couple months. So, you know, you never know. But um, I, I think it, yeah, it has a chance to do well. It all depends how Microsoft, what they are going to bring to the table. If they decide to implement other things into the game, um, like if they had anything where there's a loot that you can get that is related to uh, Halo or any of the other fan franchises, and they have little stuff in there like that, little bonuses in there like that, then yeah, absolutely, positively, yes. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, but what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think that it'll make a huge um a huge impact uh like you said honestly because there isn't going to be a whole lot to play in there but also because it's just has that it has that mass appeal it's just like gary was saying it's one of those games that even though it's been out for a while people just keep jumping onto it uh rocket league was similar in that once it released on uh xbox after a ps4 and pc a whole bunch of people jumped on even like people that already owned it on PC, myself included, I think also because you might have a lot more friends on console. Um, you may just want that more casual experience with the controller. Even though you can use a controller on PC, you're going to get your ass handed to you by uh, other uh, mouse and keyboard players when you're on PC. So this would even that playing ground by having everyone on a controller so you'd actually be able to use that if that's your preferred way of playing. You know, There's... Um, there's going to be a large player base on there without question, and I'm sure there are people that are going to buy the X with that as their main intention, just to play uh, Battlegrounds, at least for the time being. I'm sure they'll get other things alongside of it, but that game is... It's like a third-party system seller, honestly, in a way, and it's still amazing to me that Microsoft nailed that. Like, that is their ace in the hole right there, because we know they don't really... Especially with losing Crackdown and Scalebound, like... PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is like their big thing that they have. And that's a very good big thing. Like, I cannot criticize them for that at all. It's very, very awesome of them to have nailed that. I agree. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, Max made some excellent points there. Um, definitely about the controller thing, because, you know, I'm sure there's people who, who like to play uh, Battlegrounds with a controller, but they'll get massacred by the people who play with keyboard and mouse. So now, you know, it's, you're on an, uh, an even playing field if you play it on the Xbox because everyone has to play with a controller. So that's a good point. And, you know, also the the, um, the hugely reported success of the game already on the PC is probably going to be enough to spark some intrigue 
by Xbox owners. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people will pick pick it out based on the hearsay and you know the level of popularity that it has going for it. So it was definitely a good pickup from Microsoft. Um, they did they did a great job um, of securing this game. And of course, there was um, I'm not sure if this was confirmed, but there was uh, the rumor going around that this might actually be like you know console exclusive. Um, you know, for a long time, if not indefinitely. So um, that that's a good pickup, I think, for Microsoft. Now, here's where the questions come into play. Um, PC and console is very different. The the, the type of the, the gamers on PC and Xbox are very different. Um, PC gamers, I think you'll get more PC gamers who are willing to stick with a game in the long term than on console because on console um gamers are you know they're spoiled with choices like there's so many games coming out back to back to back um and you know i think there's a lot of console gamers who just jump from game to game um especially based on what their friends are playing as well that that has a lot of influence i think so yeah there's a lot of big third party games coming out for the xbox this year so whether people will stick with Battlegrounds in the long term is the real question. Um, I would like for the game to be at just as successful on the Xbox as it was on, is on PC, because I think Microsoft needs something like that. But um, I don't know. It's 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 a tricky one. Um, I kind of think there's going to be some like a higher level of drop off at some point. And um, it pr- it probably won't maintain the same level of numbers as the PC does, I think. That's actually we'll a great point, especially because the games on PUBG can be very long. Like, I think one reason Rocket League works so well is because, you know, the games are five minutes, you know. I could play a game, like, in between eating breakfast and heading to class. Like, I would be able to do that. Whereas PUBG, you yeah. need to set aside time to do that. Um, and the console market is different in that regard. Like, I guess... There are games like MMOs and like MOBAs that exist on there, like Smite, for example, exists on there that people still play, but I'm sure the PC market is much bigger for those types of games, and I'd imagine it would be the same here with PUBG. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, you know, I think there will be people who do stick with it on the Xbox, Um, because there's still people who play Warframe and stuff like that on console so there are people willing to stick with the game in the long term of course you got Destiny as well people you know I know people who are still playing the first Destiny you know up until the the point of Destiny 2 coming out so there are people who do stick long term with games but um, I just don't feel like it's you know it's, it's the same level as people do on the PC and um yeah the the console market is just it's uh littered with so many choices that you know um i don't think the casual gamer is going to stick with this game too long so. yeah oh yeah yeah hey so i, I have a quick question to ask now uh, gary yeah you, you made you made some very good points but i wanted to ask this question um so let's say that because microsoft is helping with the development of the game what if they have character skins for Master Chief and Marcus Phoenix that you could actually use in their <laughs> version of, yes. of the game? Now, do you think that that would be enough for people to be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I will stick with this game now? Or do you think that won't make a difference? 
yeah, I, I think this is the type of game where I think um, gimmicky stuff like that can work. So yeah, if you do um, offer a lot of uh, quirky skins and you know um, maybe even weapons, I don't know. Like I, I haven't played the game, so I'm not entirely sure how everything works in the game. But um, if they do add a lot of you know stuff like that, I think that that could. I mean, I don't know if it's something that will make the decision in you know somebody moving on from the game or not but i think it's something that will get people interested in the game you know when it's when it's first coming out and everything yeah 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 great 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 points great points all around that's a a good idea i I think microsoft should hire you (laughs) well listen listen i'll be surprised listen i'll be surprised if they don't do that I know that there'll be some people that will criticize, well, yeah, Microsoft, they, they always rely on the same franchises, Gears and Halo, but honestly, that right there, it makes sense because of the game and the fact that it's the unpredictability of whatever the person is that is you, you, that you can that you can make in that game, choose. Um, but that's just an idea. Uh, I will be inter- I'll be curious if they decided not to do that because it has to be somewhat different, I would think, uh, in terms of their version anyway, especially if they're helping with the process to get it on Xbox One. Um, but we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. <laughs> so uh, any other thoughts on uh, this topic, topic before we move on to our main topic for today? No, I'm, I'm good. good. Well, look at that. They timed it perfectly. Yes. <laughs> okay, so this is the main topic. And the reason why this is a main topic is because as soon as this news happens... Uh, all I saw was people saying that, well, now this game, now Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to the Switch. Grand Theft Auto 5 is coming to the Switch. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, we're talking about the fact that L.A. Noir ha- has been announced. There's a remaster that is coming uh, later this year, in November, actually. It's coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. No news yet on what the enhancements would be for the X for the Xbox One X and PS4 Pro version, at least not yet. Um, and it's also coming to the Switch, but they said that there's also going to be a VR. It's something. It's also something else coming to uh, VR, VR devices. I guess Oculus Rift, so on and so forth. Um, but here's the question that we wanted to pose. Well, first and foremost, are you guys happy to hear that LA Noir Remaster is coming? back to these other consoles or or are you uh, a little uh bothered by this news uh you want me to go first or... yeah yeah you, you can go first okay yeah um i think it's great for people who didn't get to play elaine the first time or you know even people who want to revisit the game um you know that's i think that's a great thing that they're remastering it and bringing it back um um, me personally, you know, I, it's not a game I want to revisit because I recognize all the great things that L.A. Noir did. And, um, you know, I appreciate Rockstar for, you know, creating it. But I did have, like, um, some criticisms about the game and um, some criticisms, criticisms that would hold me back from playing it again. But, you know, it, it, it was still a, a solid game. Um, so it's great that they're remastering it for people. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's cool that it's being remastered and brought to these consoles. I don't think it'll um, make too much of an impact, though. I think it'll mostly be people who wanted to replay it in those like 
uh, people who have a lot of cash to spend um, that will be picking it up that still haven't played it because, you know, there's just a lot of games coming within the next, like, honestly, year. <laughs> so it's just, it just seems like it's something that'll be there and it'll be kind of cool, but it's not going to make much noise at the end of the day, but it's definitely nice to have. In terms of games that should be remastered, I I think this falls more into the category of, like, yeah, it's cool that this got remastered and that um, it did do a lot of things, but I still feel like not enough people played it, myself included. But um, I just feel like it's just too late. Like, I think we're past it. I think if a sequel were to come out, I think that would generate buzz. People would definitely jump on that. But I don't know how well a remaster will do in the long run. I think it'll be fine. I don't think it'll do super well or super bad. Now, very good points made. Now, one thing, two other things I want to make real, really quick before I get to the other question is that, uh, yeah, this game is going to cost $39.99, so it's not going to be a $60 game. Now, if you decide to get the Switch version, that is going to be a $10 difference because of the cartridge, so that's going to be $50. Um, so that's another thing. But what I was going to say is, um, yeah, the, the one thing that I've heard floating around a couple of, of philosophies on on this is that you know 2k doesn't have any major game dropping this fall so this was probably why they decided to do this remaster because you know red dead redemption got delayed until next year so they want to have a holiday game this is probably why they decided well let's do this remaster of la noir and we can make some money off of that and the switch version i think that will be appealing to some people because I, this is a game I never thought would come to the Switch. Um, so that's probably why they took this approach. I think um, it, it, ultimately it, it, may, it, it probably won't do incredibly well, but then again, you, you never know. It, it might still do good enough, at least for what they wanted in terms of them making money this, um, this fall. But uh, we have to see on that. But the question that I was going to ask um, is now that it is coming to the Switch, do we believe that more Rockstar games may now come to come to the Switch as a result of this? Um, and I do have some thoughts to say, but before I get into my thoughts, I'm going to give the floor to you guys. So, uh, Max, if you if you are ready, how about you share your thoughts on whether or not this 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 could potentially happen? Um, I think that uh, this is an interesting question because it would have to be very. I don't know if dumbed down is the right word. I just don't know if the Switch can do um, some of the Rockstar games. Like, well, you said GTA is coming to it, correct? Did you say that? Oh, wait, oh, wait hold on a second. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought I heard that for some reason at the beginning. I thought I heard that when you said that. Um, yeah, because I was going to say, holy shit, how... Um, because I feel like, yeah, GTA wouldn't go on to that. Like, L.A. Noir is more of a contained experience, as is, um, like, Bully 1, for example. I think Bully, and then maybe even Bully 2, if it's not, like, a massive open-world game, I think could work on there. Games like that could work, but I feel like, for example, Red Dead or uh, GTA, it's just it's too much for the Switch to handle. Like, I know the Switch can do Zelda, but Zelda still isn't, like, packed with all of like the people and all of the activities to do that there is in like GTA and everything, even though it's a pretty big open world game. And even then, if you remember um, when it launched, it still had a lot of uh, performance issues, which I think has been mostly fixed, but I think there are still some here and there. 
And if even like a first party, you know, Nintendo game couldn't run perfectly on there, I don't think a GTA game or something like that that is that much more packed would be able to do it either. Um, it's interesting though. That's an interesting concept. I don't know. We, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give the floor to Gary, but let me just say this real quick to answer the question. I, I, I They never said anything about Grand Theft Auto coming to Switch. I don't know if that's something that may be getting announced later. I, this could very well be a testing to see how the game, how this game performs on Switch, and then Rockstar may decide to actually do more stuff for Switch in the future. I don't know if um, I think this is going to be a one-off test to see how it does on Switch, and then they'll decide what they can actually put on the device. Because I also think uh, something like Grand Theft Auto, it, 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 I don't know if that's going to work on 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 uh, Switch. Uh, maybe older games that Rockstar has can be put out on Switch, of course, but. Uh, I don't know about Grand Theft Auto Five, and I definitely don't know about Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, but Gary, uh, what, 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 what was you going to say on this particular topic? Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's Rockstar testing the waters, um, and um, I think they're assessing whether they have an audience on the Switch platform. And you know, um, if they find out they do, I think there is a chance they might bring more games there. And, you know, since they're remastering L.A. Noir, I wouldn't put it past them to remaster some of the, the older Rockstar classics as well. Um, Bully would be a good one for, for the Nintendo audience, I think. Uh, but they also have, you know, Max Payne 3. That's something they can remaster. Um, and, you know, a few other titles that they could bring there. I don't think we'll see a GTA on the Switch anytime soon. And, you know, even if they do eventually bring out GTA for the Switch, it's probably, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be, um, like, say they come out with GTA 6, right? I don't think Switch would be one of the, the consoles that they launch the game on. Like, I think it would be Xbox and PS4 at first, and then we all know they, they re-release it on the PC later on. And maybe then they would do the Switch, you know, um to tie in with the PC version or after the PC version. But I think it's a it's a matter of numbers and if Switch would have the numbers that they want um, to release that game on because, you know, of course they're, they're going to want to know that the audience is there. And we know that the, the Nintendo audience is different in general. You know, it's not the same as... Um, as it's not the same demographic as, you know, a PlayStation or an Xbox. So that's probably a huge concern to them. And that's why they're testing things out with Eleanor, I guess. So, uh, I will have to wait and see, but I do think, you know, there's a, there's a possibility of them publishing a lot more games on the Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I will also give them credit for is that they, they didn't just do a straight up remaster. I know they announced briefly where well, they said a little bit of details that there is going to be switch specific features on this version of the game. So I have to apply them for at least taking that into consideration, you know. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's, like like you say, Gary, I think they are testing it to see how it does. And then they'll make the determination as to what else they can do with that device. Um, but ultimately, the question of uh, whether or not this means LA Nord 2 is coming, 
I have no idea what Rockstar has planned for that series. I know that the, the team Bondi, I believe that's the name of the company they were working with before. That company is, is gone now. And uh, I don't really know what... They still own, obviously, Rockstar still owns the IP, so they can do whatever they want to do with it. Um, but I definitely feel like you'll definitely see a Bully 2 in Grand Theft Auto 6 way before you see a sequel to this game, in my opinion. Because right now, you, we know how long it takes for them to finish these games. Right now, all the focus is on Red Dead Redemption 2. They're still doing GTA Online. So my thought is that, well, there's not going to be any rush to get back to L.A. Noir if they ever do revisit it again. But, uh, hey, I guess this will give some people that there is some hope that perhaps it could come to. Uh, there could be a sequel, but I, I have no idea what, what their plans are for the future of that series. We'll see. But uh, any other thoughts on this particular topic before we uh, get ready to wrap up the show? I want to bully too. Uh oh, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that that would be able to run on a Switch, though. Totally, unless it's like a massive open world like um, GTA. But I don't know if it would be. I feel like Bully worked better because it was a smaller open world. What? What? Uh go ahead gary oh no i, I was just gonna say i would like um them to remaster bully because i i missed out on that that game entirely I, I i remember playing it briefly i think it was like a friend's copy of the game or something but i never actually bought the game um but i liked what it was doing i liked the concepts that it had um so i would like a remaster of that and eventually a sequel uh, well, allow me to say that you aren't the only one that missed out. I didn't. I did not even play that that game. So I have to go back to play it. There's no way I can play it now because I don't have a PS3, don't have the Xbox uh, 360 anymore. So um, I know that I guess there is a way to play it on uh, PlayStation now. As I've said multiple times, I don't have an interest in the service, so I definitely hope they remaster it. Also, then I'll play it. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It also, um, it could really use a remaster because, um, yeah, like Mark just said in the chat, the only decent running version is the PS2 version of Bully. And even I had issues with that. I played Bully on the, um, the PS2, the 360, and the PC. And each time I got further into the game, but each time I had like a game-breaking bug. Um, so I was never able to finish, finish it. I got to like pretty much the last act of the game and i have watched the rest online so i know how it ends but like the game has awful performance issues on all platforms <laughs> um so a remaster would honestly be great for that because maybe they could fix some of those issues <laughs> yeah well hey that, that's that's possible um as as for a sequel um I'm not really sure how they would tackle that. You know, a lot of changes have happened. Uh, the world we live in is a little bit different today. So uh, I'll be very curious to see how they how they, how they they actually approach something like that. If, if they, because I believe they are going to revisit that franchise at some point. I just don't, I don't know what their plans are. All I know is Red Dead Redemption 2, it will be out in 2018. I don't know if it's going to be out in spring because I know these guys, they, it's going to be out when it needs to be out. So I'm guessing maybe later in 2018, but uh Outside of that, I have no idea. And of course, Grand Theft Auto 6. We know that's going to come too. But as for the other franchises, I guess we'll see in time what they decide to do with the, with, with those other ones. 
But yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this uh, topic before we uh, wrap up the show? I think I'm good now. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Awesome. So uh, we definitely thank you all for checking out today's show. Um, very glad that we did not lose power once again. That That's, that's fantastic. So uh, <laughs> with that said, um, definitely look for more previews on the site this upcoming week. We do have a review of... Uh, the long-awaited game for Switch, uh, Mario Rabbits, that Mr. Anthony Nash did. That is going to be coming up on the site very soon. So you can look for that to see what we thought about that. And, of course, like I said, I have more previews from packs that are still coming. So stay tuned for that all throughout the week. As well as videos, you know. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. But um, once again, wanted to uh, give a shout-out to everybody who was dealing with uh, everything that has to do with the hurricane. Definitely stay safe. Uh, you know, Throughout the next couple of days, hopefully, if your area is hit hard, they're able to recover everything they need to do in a timely manner. Because I know some people have been without power, so on and so forth. So I hope that people don't have to go through too much of that for too much longer. Um, but yes, we definitely want everybody to stay safe throughout this time uh, and just take it easy. But uh, final shout outs. Uh, Max, you have any final shout outs that you would like to give? Uh, yeah, uh, like you were saying, I echo anyone who is at any risk of being danger from any of these hurricanes, uh, please be safe. That stuff is its absolutely insane what's going on everywhere right now. Um, world's in a pretty ridiculous state right now. But um, I hope that anyone that is at risk of that is safe. Um, and then as always, thanks everyone in the chat for participating and talking with us. You know, we had another good chats today. Everyone's always participating giving us extra information and stuff like that, which is awesome. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Sounds awesome. And uh, I will echo those same sentiments. Thanks to everybody in the chat, as well as the Patreon supporters. Thank you for your continued support. And uh, Gary, the floor is now yours. Yep. So, of course, shouts to all of the people who support us on Patreon. M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Lelowen Leslie, Nicholas Alvarez, Miguel, and Mark, who's in the chat now. So, yeah, shouts to all you guys. We appreciate your support. And um, we, we did post up the, uh, the next Ask TK episode, which is Tony Polanco. That's up on Patreon right now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a, a timed exclusive for the Patreon people, but um, that will release on the site, you know, sometime next week. So yeah, uh, everyone look out for that. Um, I've heard it myself; it's a great episode. So yeah, it's uh, definitely something to check out. Um, and yeah, shouts to everyone who joined us in the chat today, and everyone who who were discussing the topics with us. You know, Illustrated, Dio, Mark, Bernard. And, you know, everyone else who, who was in the chat, Reggie, shouts to all you guys who, you know, interacted with us and everything. And again, you know, um, I wish everybody well with these storms and the hurricanes that are happening in Florida. And uh, I know it's coming to Atlanta tomorrow as well. So, yeah, people, make sure you, you be careful and stay safe out there. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it from me. Absolutely. 
And uh, let me just give a, a quick shout out also to uh, the Throwdown crew. I believe that now they are actually on Twitch. So make sure you guys subscribe to them um, and make sure you check out Throwdown Your Questions later tonight. But uh, that's it Indeed. once again. Yeah, see? Yep. And that, that's it once again. Thank you all for the support. Everybody that is out there affected by the hurricane, stay safe. And uh, we will talk to you all next week.